Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The show you're about to listen to is very old and comes with a warning. When we recorded these shows over a decade ago, the world was a different place and we were little more than children. As a result of this, you might hear a few things that by today's standards we judge to be inappropriate or offensive. Please don't be offended. In the years that have passed since recording these shows, we've all grown up to be wonderful, loving, liberal, free-thinking, open-minded individuals. If the us from over a decade ago say something to upset the you of today, please understand that we're as disgusted with ourselves as you are. But isn't this what life is all about? Learning and growing? We all said and did things in our younger days that make us cringe when we think about them. We just recorded it and put it out on the internet. With all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the show. Oh, and there's just one more thing. Don't email the show or try to enter competitions. We don't have that email anymore and all the competitions are over. We do have a Facebook group where you're very welcome to discuss any aspects of the podcast. Please visit simplysyndicated.com for more information. Don't speak like a pirate day. <laughs> We're not very good at it. I'm overwhelmed by how good I thought that was. Yeah, that was good. Thank uh, you. So, yeah, this week we're doing Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. Another Spielberg film, even though we've just done one, but arguably the other side of Spielberg's directing personality. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other mm-hmm. night. Jurassic Park's is sort of kid, family-friendly adventure film, and Saving Private Ryan is upsetting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I would agree that it's obsessing. Yeah, me too. Let, let's announce straight away then that this is going to be one of those shows where two of us want to defend the film and two of us hate it. Can, uh, you, can you guess which ones hate it? Can and you guess? In the guess? blue corner, we have myself, Craig Bevan. And Richard Smith, myself. And in the red corner, I'm Alison Frowning. And I'm Michael Crawson. Return of the Hurt. Arr. So, this film's the best film in the world. Discuss. Shut up. It really is. <laughs> right, okay. Now, there Let's was a long time I would have said that this was the best film in the, the world ever. Not, really? I, yeah, I wouldn't say it anymore. I don't right. know what I would say. The best film. What I've really learned is that you don't say anything's the best one. Because no. whatever you say, you appear on a message board for some podcast somewhere. With is this, is this sort of, um, is this where Tom Hanks is the best actor in the world got grounded? Well. With you thinking that this is the best film? No, I think, uh, I, I would have taken, I think the best Tom Hanks actor thing came from the two Oscar winners. Because I'm another one who would defend Forrest Gump. 
I'd defend Philadelphia. And Philadelphia. Yeah. I would not defend Homer's Camp. You see. Um, and I think it's fair to say that maybe Saving Private Ryan was the last really good Tom Hanks performance. And since then, it's sort of been Catch Me If You Can and other equally shit films. What about Red to Position? He was good oh, I've not that. seen Red to I Position, see actually, but I'm told it's all right good. In that. They, they kind of played that up as a uh, Tom Hanks is a villain Tom Pla- Tom Hanks planks Tom planks. Tom planks. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I actually. like that. I think, we stick Thomas with that? Wooden Hanks. <laughs> Thomas um, Plank <laughs> plays a villain. I think like, you're all very harsh and incorrect. He's, he's not. He's just a gangster, and he's kind of nice. All right. I I enjoyed Castaway as much as it was him talking to a football. I enjoyed it. I hated Castaway. Really? Yes, very much. Yeah. Very much so. Should we, should we discuss our origin on uh, the, the origin of Castaway? Or yeah, theory? Okay. So, so you be uh, producer and uh, I'll be... Talking. Oh, is this another oh, role play? Yeah. Is Can this I chip in with play? random comments? Yeah. I like these. So I'm Tom Hanks. I'm sat in a bar. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? We've had a few drinks as well. We've had I a think. few drinks. I'm thinking, you know, I, I've just won the Oscar for Forrest Gump. And I'm thinking to myself... Can I get you gents any more beer? Uh, yeah, I'll have another beer, please. I'll have a, a whiskey sour, thanks. Coming right up. Okay, thanks. On the rocks. So, um, imagine that I'm slurring my speech a little bit here. Okay, so... So, I just won the Oscar. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well done there. Yeah, I'm such a Two fucking good actor. Yeah. One beer and one whiskey on the rocks. Cheers, now thanks. fuck off. Yeah. So, I'm really amazing... I'm really good. You're all right. Tom. I've just I mean, won two Oscars in the last two years. Yeah, that's true. That's I'm true. fucking shit up. Yeah. Do you know what? What? I reckon you could make a film about me on an island <laughs> talking to a ball yeah. by myself. I'd win an Oscar. You reckon? Yeah, I reckon. Seriously? Yeah. You're on. Yeah. You're on. How much? Million quid. Million quid? Million quid. Why, why don't we do dollars? I don't know. Okay. Let's do dollars. That would Let's make do much dollars. more sense. Million dollars? Yeah. We'll <laughs> make the mil- We'll make the film. Robert Zemeckis is banging about. He ain't got shit to do. Yeah. Just me on an island talking yeah. to a football. Talking to a fucking I'm going to win football. a fucking Oscar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're on. Yeah. We'll get some sponsorship from FedEx. It'll be great. Wicked. Yeah. And Tom lost a bet. So that was a really, <laughs> that was the origin of Castaway. That's it is. Our, that's our theory on the matter. Yeah. It was done for a bet. <clears throat> Much like the musical score where the composer went, you know what? It would be great if... When he's on the island, we don't have any music at all for for most of the... If we leave that and we just have music, right, for when he's not on the island. <laughs> and then Rob went, but he's on the island for, to be fair, 90% of the film. <laughs> it's called Castaway. Mm. I know, right? But <clears throat> yeah, just just when he's not on the film, what a fucking cop out. Or f- write some music. <laughs> Fools. Anyway. Yeah, booked a nice holiday on that one. He did, I think. I want to go to Disneyland. I'm not writing a fucking score for him again. I'm a grateful bastard. You know, he was going to sack me before I did Back to the Future. Anyway, um, yeah, as you started... Uh, Saving Private Ryan. In. Yes. Now, I remember going to see it at the cinema, <clears throat> and I actually had to be held in my seat by the friend of mine I went to see it with, because I wanted to get up and leave, because... It was so upsetting what I was looking at. That's the first 20 minutes. How old were you when you saw it? 19. Okay. So when it came out. <laughs> what? I just think... So when it came I, out. I just think that if you'd have been maybe 13 or 14, I could have understood the upset. Do you not think the first 20 minutes is at all distressing? It's dramatic, but I wouldn't want to leave. 
I personally, I think it's one of the best sequences. It certainly is one of the best sequences I've ever seen in film. Um, I would happily state that. I will say that I'm going to accept a hit from your side because I do agree that that half an hour at the beginning of the film is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. As, it's clear as that's stated where all the by, money and the effort's gone. <laughs> uh, Star Trek Scotty James Doohan, who mm. was actually in the D-Day landings and at the time of release of this film, said how accurate it actually was. Right. Mm. And if Scotty said it, it's fucking true. Of course it is. <laughs> and that's all I'm prepared to accept on that matter. Mm. Yeah. So it starts off with an old man in Normandy going through the graves in France. Uh, he bends down at one particular grave, bursts into tears, and then we get what is flashback. Technically, the whole movie's a flashback. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it is. Um, even though it doesn't feature the character having the flashback, arguably till the end. No. That's true. Yes. It's not really his memory, that. is it? Yeah. No, it's not his, No. But it's sort of presented like that. But forget that. I've only just realised that and I've seen this film 92 times. Well, no, it's a trick, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a trick. Well, it's it a is. Trick because, well you think at the beginning that it's you're looking Tom at Hanks's. Tom Hanks' character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh. for a long time, before I saw it, I thought that Tom Hanks was Private Ryan. I really did. I thought that was what it was about. No. So when I saw it, I was kind of shocked that, it, hang on a minute, is it? I thought he was... No, no Private Ryan then? is uh, Mad Demon. Mad Demon. Fresh out of um, Goodwill Hunting. Yep. Yep. Met Spielberg on the set, introduced to him by Robin Williams, who wanted Matt Damon to get a part in a Spielberg film, and he met him and he did. Yeah. There you go. Oh, it's God. not a bad little meet. Isn't it lovely greet, how wasn't? life works out sometimes? Mm, eh? isn't it's just bloody peachy. Yeah, what did you do at work today? Well, Robin Williams introduced me to Stephen Spielberg and he gave me a part in his next blockbuster movie. So, That's yeah. lovely, dear. Normal you day. Tea? Yeah, <laughs> your average day. Tell you what, it's a pain working with Ben, though. He's shit. <laughs> Although he's just won an award. Has he really? Yes, for his acting in Hollywoodland, which if you watch the uh, trailer for... does look shit hot. looks it awesome. It does look very good, actually, mm. yeah. So I have to check that one out. Where are we then? So the first 20 minutes to D-Day landing. I will also concede uh, that point to you, gents, on the D-Day landing. It is a ferocious piece mm. of film and is very intense. Um, high frame rate heaven. High frame rate oh, heaven. Yeah. It was the first time I'd ever seen high frame rate used. Um, it probably wasn't the first time it had been used, but it was certainly the first time it had been used on a widespread yeah. motion picture. And yeah. it just looks brilliant. The dirt... It- flying it around and really yeah. enlivens it for you doesn't it yeah. like you're running on that beach yeah the bit that really helps is the bit at the beginning where the camera's going from underwater to over the That's water great, and you get the change it? in the sound yeah. and yeah. all sorts of things I, I love the sound of the bullets mm. coming, coming through, through the water, the water. Yeah. oh, oh of course you wait till we've got 5.1 surround sound in the fucking maybe classic. have you heard the dialogue then yeah maybe <laughs> The, the classic part as well where the uh, the private takes his helmet off after a bullet hits his helmet and he yeah. takes it off. And you, you lucky bastard. bastard. Bang, and blows his head off. That yeah. Amazing. Mm. He really doesn't hold back on the brutality of that. No, that not hour. at all. No. We get bit where that guy gets blown, blown up in half and uh, he starts carrying him again and then realises that there's only half, half of him. Yeah. What about the way the guy loses his arm and yeah, with his he... other hand he picks his arm up? Yeah, because he's just not thinking straight and then his intestines all over the place. Oh, oh it's gruesome. It's a right really. bloody mess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're told at the end that only 35 died, but God, didn't it feel like 350 guys have been only shot? Only 35? Yeah, out of um, Tom Hanks' unit. Oh, but sorry, I thought you meant in total. I was like, 
on, on that beach where they, mm. he lost, he said at the end, uh, 35 and times two wounded. Yeah. And you think, God, I, I saw more than that. Yeah. I really well, that saw first more than that. boat that opens, all of them Everything get wiped out. Massacre. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of stories. I remember hearing a story in a documentary where one guy saying he was first in the boat. Yeah. And as the door opened, he stepped out, tripped and fell. And as he landed flat on his face, everyone behind him was just mowed down by machine gun fire. Fuck. Lucky trip. Lucky, mm. lucky trip. But then if you don't bomb gun emplacements beforehand, shit happens. Mm. <laughs> yeah. why did they oh, just, we missed. <laughs> why didn't they just come out the sides? Don't know. Don't know. Well, some of them went over the side and drowned. Well, yeah. Yeah. So Poor intelligence. Bad. Poor intelligence. Don't. Repeat, we have no intelligence, but that's <laughs> another story. Yeah, entirely. The D-Day landings end, and then we cut to the actual story. It the starts. actual crux of it all is that there are four brothers named Ryan. Mm -hmm. Three of them have died, and the fourth one basically gets a reprieve and a ticket home, played by Matt Damon. As part of a US P PR campaign. Yeah. It? Send the fourth brother home to mother. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Tom Hanks says, but is he just being cynical? Because we see the decision-making process with the, the general. I'd um, say he's being cynical because... He's being cynical. This is coming from the, the governor, at the general, and mm. he's genuinely doing this for Mrs. Ryan. You know, he feels a, a great deal of compassion for her and doesn't want her to lose a fourth son and feels beholden to her to get her son safe back. But Tom Hanks sees it as a PR exercise. Yeah. Mm. So quite good, really. Basically, then Tom Hanks and seven of his men get the assignment to go and find Private Ryan. Much debate as to whether the seven, the eight, sorry, of them are worth saving him. Yeah. If they get killed, what's the point, you know? Yeah. Is he yeah. really worth that just to go home to his mum? But so, orders are orders at the end of the day. That's it. And they've got to carry them out. As is not to reason why. Exactly. And all that, as they yeah. say in the film. Yeah. So the guys who make up his little squad. So are we still all right here? Are we still, we're still okay so far. I'm, we're still okay. okay so far. I'm okay. Okay. So we've got Vin Diesel in a yeah. part written especially for him. Yep. God knows why, because he's got about 12 lines. And really, it could have been anyone. It know, was yeah, probably it, a part that was crowbarred into the script. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Blatantly. There wasn't really a part there at all. It was just, oh, Vin, he's in Boiler Room. I like him. Let's yeah, get, get him, him in there. there somehow. Yeah. And there he is. Giovanni Ribisi, again. Oh, always good. He's yeah. always good. Brilliant. I have nothing so, bad so to say good. about that guy. It's kind of like Spielberg watched Boiler Room and thought, you know what? I'm going to have them. Yeah. Uh, no, not yeah. Affleck, though. Go no, away. Not, <laughs> yeah. not Affleck. No, we'll have your mate. The blonde one. <laughs> Don't want him to ruin my fucking movie. <laughs> um, who else? Barry Pepper, the sniper. Barry Pepper, yes. Barry Pepper. He's good. Ooh, God, my favourite character in this. Yeah. Uh, nice quality yeah. Yeah, he's one of the best two, I think, with yeah. him and Rabisi. What else has he been in? Barry Pepper was in Battlefield Earth. Is where, <laughs> where his career yeah. kind of hit this landmine and the, yeah oh he was in uh, Enemy to, uh, Enemy of the State oh yes well. he was he was one of the CIA spooks well he? yes Battlefield Earth now you know Rock Bottom <laughs> you know that oh I know Rock Bottom thousands of metres of hell and been underneath Rock Bottom yeah mm. somewhere floating under those thousands of metres of hell there's a DVD copy of Battlefield Earth. Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm That's actually one now. of the very few films that I have turned off. Yeah. 
20 minutes is 20 all I can manage. 20 minutes is all I can hope. hope <laughs> I've never attempted never it. F- I thought I'd watch it just for a laugh. Do you have a copy here? No, no. Will, no. Will, Will has a copy. <laughs> Will, Master, master copy. of yeah. When he said, I watched Battlefield Earth the other day as well. What was I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just fucking awful. It really is. It's not even funny, bad. No, it's, it's just it's insulting. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really bad. Everything right down to the pacing is bad. Um, so yeah, he didn't do much really. No, who else is in the platoon? There's the the guy from Friends who was in Friends, Eddie. Yeah, who, yeah. the guy who moved in with yes. Chandler and then yeah. moved yeah. out. Um, I can't remember his name. Rydell, no, is it Rydell? Edward Burns, Edward Burns, and Tom Sizemore. Tom, Tom Sizemore as well. Yes, the uh, Corporal Upham. Can't remember his name. Which, oh, yeah, the translator. Yes. yes. Surname Atom. Atom. Upham. Upham. <laughs> they, they don't like it, Upham. So we've got a kind of jolly... Up and at them. Seven, <laughs> uh, seven Samurai, Magnificent Seven kind of combination of personalities. Yeah. Seven's a crew. magic number, really, isn't it? Um, well, there's eight of them. Well, I didn't say that it was, it's not necessarily seven. Well. I mean, just generally, like, this, this lovely, this the lovely mix band. of, yeah, the, uh, the, 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 Plucky New Yorker and the uh, solids, uh, the, the the general who's been through it all before. Or not the general, the, the, the sergeant. The sergeant, sergeant who's yeah. been through it all before. Sergeant. You know, the, indicated the to us when he, we see him putting a load of soil from France in a tin labelled France, and he puts it in a bag, and we get a glimpse at the other tins, and one of them says Italy, and there's one that says Africa, and you go, ah, he's, so he's been, been about. There. He's been there and done that. Then mm-hmm. this is a walk in the park for him. Yes. Um, and then you've got, uh, yeah, Vin Diesel's part doesn't really represent anything, so hence he's crowbarred in. Yeah. You've got Giovanni Rabisi's uh, naive innocence. You've got uh, Chandler's ex-roommate as uh, a bit of uh, well, comic, he's, he's, Jew- comic he's relief, Jewish as well, so yeah, he has, yeah, he's yeah. A Jewish he has lots of other and connotations. Um, and yeah. then who's the other one? Oh, the translator, the innocence, the naive. Never seen a bit of battle in his life. Yeah, yeah. doesn't. He's got Barry Pepper, who's the re- he's very religious, isn't he? Yeah, and from the, and he's from the, the south, silent, he? intense one. Isn't yeah, he? he's from he's the south, south, isn't he? Southern states. Yeah, yeah. can't remember what, if he says exactly where he's from. This is this is where the beginning of my gripe. Okay, starts. go ahead. Okay, because this. <laughs> It's been done. What do you mean? It's, it's been done. The fucking, the combination of, you know, this lovely, if it's a, if it's a tried formula, why What's not try it again? Hmm? Well, because it's Lots boring. Of things have been done. Try something new. What? It's a story about the eight of them and their closeness. And yeah, but the, the eight of them don't have to. to fit these typical fucking archetypes that we see in film after film after film about a bunch of people going on a mission. Oh, and isn't it just convenient that all of their aspects of their personalities fit various situations so, that we're going to come across during the course yeah. of the film mm-hmm. and represent certain problems that we're going to have to get over? And, oh, look, someone's got an individual skill set. He speaks a foreign language. We need someone who speaks a foreign language. Well, they did. But then well, you no, wouldn't really have a film no how would just, you have done it then you would have written it back. yeah how would you have done it tell me well i'm not gonna think it on the spot but i'm sure there's a better you way can't, of doing you're wrong it. <laughs> next point yeah there's, um, a, there's a better way of doing it than that i'm sure i've seen plenty of war films without the fucking stereotypes that's true and this is not exempt from that because it's spielberg the I'm problem sorry. is it's a sentimental story on a sentimental journey that's why you need these character types i believe and again coming to my next point War, and I have a very limited experience of it. In fact, I have none. Um, but generally, I don't see much sentiment in it. No, and but the I, whole point of the piece is going to save Private Ryan. Yeah. 
And again, I feel this is all kind of, kind of crowbarred in. What do you mean? The sentiment? The sentiment. Of it's it. all about the sentiment. It's all about it? the sentiment, though. It's not crowbarred so it's gonna in. Be it's going to be It's a film about it's, it. No, it is a film about it, but it just... It, it's saving it's, it's in the title. Riddled, <laughs> it's it's yeah. riddled what did with you, what did sentiment, you say? It does exactly it's what it says on the tin, really. Sentiment. the point yeah. of the it's film. It's excessive. And it's the problem that Spielberg had up until... With the exception of Munich and Schindler's List, you know, he still can't help but put in... Little fluffy comforts for us. You know, you say it's romanticizing war because my favorite war films are. Well, the Vietnam set, really. Apocalypse now, you know, vomit jacket. I don't jacket. feel like it's romanticising war. It's, it's not romanticising war in the slightest. I think it's romanticising war. Oh, yeah, I agree. No, it's, it's horrible. It's showing what people go through when they're put in such extreme situations yeah. that they don't want to be in. It's no, all I, about... I think Apocalypse Now and Full Metal Jacket do that. The bit... Whilst leaving the sentiment at the door. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, the bit there's, when there's levels about, of. Certainly levels of. The bit when they've got the German soldier captive and they've just made him dig the graves and then Tom Hanks lets him go and he just says, every man I kill makes me feel further away from home. Mm-hmm. It's, that's what it's about. They, we get the sentiment to show just how horrible it is. You didn't need to say it, though. Do you not think? No, you didn't need Maybe to say it. Maybe it's there for Wendy. It's that's, that's it's that's that's another thing with Spielberg though, because he 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 directs films and he mo- he wants to make them so accessible to the masses. I think he's very much that kind of director. Yeah. So we do need these things. We do need these sentiment sentimentality, uh, the, the sentimentality. Um, we need these characters that people can easily identify with and see the uses within the the piece and the journey. That's fine if you to, want to, to hook onto. If you want to watch a film that's insulting your intelligence, go ahead. <laughs> It handles it really, really well sometimes. Just after the landings, they're having a conversation about who can fill what post. And and like Tom Hanks is um giving name after name and he's going, No, he died this morning and oh no, we lost him yesterday, whatever. And that's handled really well because it's business like, it's oh god, right, okay, mm. we'll choose Johnson then or whatever. And that business likeness is what I expect from a war film. And I think when the, the violins start playing and the sentiment comes in, I'm kind of shocked because I think, what? leave that. It doesn't belong here. You've just watched them. You haven't got time to hear violins and think about... You, you there just aren't any moments like that. Like. The only people that we get any prolonged sort of death scene for are the people who we attach to anyway, with mm. the exception of Vin Diesel. Yeah. yeah. You know, because first of all, it happens far too early on. There's been no character development. Issue with that as well. Um, Full Metal Jacket did that kind of death a hell of a lot better. Yes. It it wasn't done. I don't know. It shits all over Vin Diesel's death. Full Metal Jacket does with the sniper. Yeah. You're closer to the character though in Full Metal Jacket. I I don't mind that. That is the point, I suppose, of Full Metal Jacket. I don't mind them taking that as a military technique which would be probably employed and, you know, mm. using that again. I don't mind that so much, but yeah, you're right. It has been done better. And I think that all of the action sequences in, in Full Metal Jacket are done better than the action sequences in Saving Private Ryan. What about what? the opening scene? The opening Even scene. including the opening scene. Really? really? I think there is, agree, a, Alison? there is a... I don't know, because I really am taken by the first half mm. hour. I know that I like, I really do think the first half an hour is one of the best war scenes. Yeah. Ever made, I but I still, there. I still love the sniper dogfight in Full Metal Jacket. I still love the it's pure different. descent it's into hell though. in the it, end it, of it. It is very different. Personal sort of taste. Scene. Yeah, I'm not saying. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's just. I prefer that scene 
for no technical reason, for any other reason, I just prefer that sequence. Fair enough. Piece of film. If you okay. give me them on DVD and say which one you want to watch, it's that one. Fair enough. That's okay. Good. So where were we with the film? Vin well, we've just, just started the died. journey now. Yeah, we've we just started the journey. We get a whole across, host of, of across a whole of Europe, and we meet two Europeans. Yeah, mm. that's another issue. Yeah. And one of them's a child. Why wasn't she evacuated? Why have all the Why have all the adults? Because it was France. Uh, they were evacuated. evacuated. We were evacuated because of bombing. Yeah, they were just occupied. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's not quite. If they could have left, they, I think they would have done. Yeah, this is the problem. To be fair, yeah. why was France completely empty in yeah. occupied France? Yeah, they were fed. Were a hell of a lot of people. Where in was France, the marquee? Where was the uh, the Allied troops? Where were the um, you know where where all they? Well, it was all happening separately. You see, I know that a lot of people. I mean, here especially, it won't have happened anywhere else because we're the only people arrogant enough to start having a problem with this but over here it was called very it was very much seen as an american flag waving movie because it opens on a shot of the american flag it closes on a shot of the american flag ah which is a reference to another film where the name escapes me now which opens and closes with a shot of the nazi flag uh, exactly the same it is a reference to a previous war film right. I believe if we had IMDB I could look it up but it's on there go and look up Ryan's DB really. um, yeah I think okay there's no British troops there's no Canadian troops there's no French resistance there's no French people really at all <laughs> um very strange for France. I'll give you that it's generally known <laughs> for being full of French people <laughs> you know um but I, th- I think you can just argue that, okay, there, you don't see these other people, but I don't think it's there to say that they weren't there. It's you, We follow the Americans because we're following some Americans. It's that simple. Yeah, that's the, true. It's an American story. It's yeah, nice. To put other armies in there, while historically accurate, <laughs> it's unnecessary to the plot and development of the characters yeah. and just drags you out of things. You see, I wouldn't have a problem with that, but part of the reason that they sold, one of the things they sold this film on was its historical accuracy. Was its true-to-life nature. Well, apart it's from even that based on it. a true story, isn't it? I don't know. It's based on know. a... I think it's based on a true story. I've not read um, that anywhere. It's a similar story about... It was a different set of brothers, but it was the same deal, right. basically. Right, um, But obviously, the whole stuff with the tanks and everything at the end and everything else doesn't actually happen. It's all... That's all... Hmm. Well, it's artistic. All creative, that's all created, but the actual concept of a bunch of uh, uh, brigade sent to say one man because his brothers have been killed was true. Yeah, so it's all sort of half based on a true story, and it was sold on its realistic aspects. Now, if this was a film which wasn't sold on that and which wasn't trying to be a realistic depiction of war, you know, I'm not taking an example, but like the Rambo or something like that, yeah. then fair enough, I could accept the inaccuracies. But when it's made a point of, then I get a bit tetchy about it. I, th- I, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot there because I think what they were technically saying is they're selling it on the realistic um, action sequences. But obviously, if you make a general statement like that, mm. it's going to apply to the whole film. Yeah, so that, which is what is opened what, it up to the criticism that it got over here, that it yeah. didn't show a rounded aspect. A ra- I think we're just Mardi fuckers, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, I think no, it gets Marty. Well, no, it gets left out. I mean, we, we are actually as guilty as the Americans of this, as ourselves, and we have, we, we claim that a, a Brit broke the, uh, the, the sound barrier in a film at one point. Did um, we? Yeah, we did. And yeah. uh, we, we've done other atrocities in, in the name of, of Britain in the past. Yeah. But it's... It's, it doesn't stop it from being quite as annoying as when it happens to us. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, but I, I think that's where that kind of 
they fucked up there. They were just referring to the action sequences, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and which are very historically accurate and just very accurate. As Scotty in said. As Scotty said. Scotty right? said. Scotty said it. Right. So there. I, so there's, there's no argument there <laughs> because he died and that's very sad. Mm. He's in space well, now, well, though. You know, the, the beginning of the beach sequence was very realistic. Yeah. They were using amputees. Of course. Yes. Yeah. You know, people yeah. who already lost limbs were. Film it, were playing those who were having bits blown off them. What about the guy in half? I don't know about that one, you <laughs> see. I think that was Might probably have been a, a dummy. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Where were we then? So that's basically the plot. They get, we get a whole host of Hollywood stars, sort of. Ted uh, Danson. Uh, we get Ted, Ted Danson. Danson. Yeah. We get the captain of Serenity. Oh, yeah. oh, Malcolm Reynolds. Yeah. Malcolm yeah, Reynolds. Wasn't the star at the time, but yeah. I only clocked it for the first time. Night, I was yeah. stunned. What's his name? Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion. As right. the first guy that they meet. He is Private Ryan, Ryan but he's not the wrong, not Private the Ryan. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's quite horrific for that bloke, isn't it? For yeah. a few minutes. Yeah, because he thinks he's going home. Well, he thinks his brother's dead. He thinks dead. his brother's are dead. Oh, that's yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's so excited Isn't it that his brothers are really young as well? Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. still in grade school. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they haven't been killed in action. Yeah, they have. No, they haven't. They have. They're at school. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Have a good day. Who Didn't else turns up? There's, you. Uh, so there's Ted Danson. There's the guy that's in Sideways in American Splendor. Uh, which one? The little bald guy. Right, him, yeah. Who's in a lot of stuff, and you recognise him a lot, but nobody I in this room knows his name. That guy's name. Who does he play? Now? He's just he another play? captain at that French town where they with. You Ted know, when they sleep in the church. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, um, he shouts thunder a lot with Ted Danson as well. Yeah. Yes, with I just yeah. said with Ted Danson in that sequence. Yes, who else is there? Um, no, that's it, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now. There's a few good scenes in this film that stand out for me. We've got the attacking the gun emplacement. There's a scene. It's basically they're walking along and they come across two Germans with a machine gun in a little gun emplacement yeah. and decide that even though they can go past it, they've got, it's their duty to blow it up. They're there to fight the war. That's their mission. Yeah, so they go to blow to it up. disable it. Yeah. So they, you know, that's an awesome scene, uh, especially good. with the scene that follows it when they're making the German dig the graves of their friends and let him go. And when Tom Hanks tells us who he is and all of that sort of thing, do none of that affect you emotionally? No. See, this is another one of your points, isn't it? Mm. In terms of how they depict the Germans. Yeah, mm. that's... Um, and I do agree with you on this one. This is the final nail in the coffin for me on this film. Um, because if he'd managed to get a decent humane portrayal of one of the enemy fighters in this film then it would have probably saved it I'd have probably ignored it I'd have taken my hat off to him and said fair enough you've done a good war film so what, he didn't. Was, what was wrong then the problem is even though he's yeah, again with the whole the realistic war film and everything and we get this evil faceless Nazi German just as they were evil and faceless and Nazi-ish in Schindler's yeah. List just as they were evil and faceless and Nazis in Raiders of the Lost Ark and in fair enough in fair Indiana enough Jones. In Indiana Jones. I will give yeah, you that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I will give you that. But I am sick of it because 
I don't think he was a faceless German. The, the fucking at the end, what, the he- evil one who kills two of the big people, shoots Tom Hanks, and laughs maniacally while he's being, uh, uh, while the guy, uh, well, the translator can't shoot him, and it's like, ah, ha, 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 shut, shut up, you stupid boy, put your rifle down so I can kill you. I'm evil and a Nazi. It, it was so fucking cool. insulting. It was the final Spielberg <laughs> spitting in my face yeah. at that point. I was really disgusted with that, especially as because it's everyone who fights in a war not necessarily have been put into it because they believe in what is going on no. and you get this horrible portrayal in very in the majority of World War 2 films that everyone who fought on the side of the Nazis was an evil heartless humane inhumane killing machine well here's what I'm going to come back at you with towards the end of the D-Day landing scene you will probably remember where there's two German soldiers with their hands up Mm -hmm. shouting in German and the two Uh Americans walk towards them and shoot them yes what they're actually saying Mm -hmm. they're speaking Polish they're saying we are Czech please don't shoot us we didn't kill anyone they must be Czech we don't want to be but they're Czechs oh sorry they're speaking Czech then yeah, or whatever. Oh, but, but they are. Czechs. It's on IMDb. IMDb. Look it up. They're saying I am Czech. Well, whatever. I don't know. They're not yeah. Germans. Yeah, they're not they're Germans. They're, they're not Germans. Yeah. Also, nah. what I'm going to say now is, um, you said not all people are, you know, evil. All pe- all soldiers fighting for the Nazis evil. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he. Maybe, maybe he was. was. Why would you choose that one portrayal? Why not? Why, why, why would you show one of the... I think it's irresponsible as a filmmaker to do that. I if think it's very our irris- side are like that, that, then why make their side like that? I think it's fair to say, though, that Steven Spielberg, I think, hates the Nazi thing more than anyone in this room. Yeah, probably. Because he's got a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of backstory. But as a filmmaker, he has a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And as a fair. filmmaker, he has a responsibility to be fair. Now, this is also uh, the same year that The Thin Red Line came out. Now, yeah. love it or hate it, it does portray Japanese soldiers in not a positive light, but in an equal light to the American soldiers. Right. In a human light. In a human light. Not demonic, not Do- the yeah, evil not other evil. side. This whole, what is it, the, 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 what is it, the countries of evil, the, um, Access of, access of evil. evil. Access. I hate the word evil as mm. just as a concept. As you know, how can a nation be evil as a nation? Yeah. Can, who decides? You know, who decides? Evil. You go there. They're all sort of glaring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like who decides that that is that? You know, the, the nation is evil. Exactly. You know, if you everyone who says I wouldn't have fought with the Nazis if I was in World War Two, yes, because they when they put a gun to your head and your family's head and say fight for the Nazis, I'm sure you would have said actually no, I don't believe in killing Jews. Yeah. It's it's a load of crap, and the it it just really irritates me that this is continually put down our throats that Nazis are evil and they're a great you know that they you know I am not saying that the Nazi regime wasn't uh, a demonic horrible force that needed to be stopped by no means. Don't interpret that in the wrong way. But it do, it does annoy me that every single foot soldier who ever worked for the Nazis is portrayed as an evil demon straight from hell. It does seem like an easy way out, but mm. it's an know. insulting it d- it way. It doesn't out. destroy the film in any way. No, it diminishes it for know. me, especially after watching the Thin Red Line. And you do have that wonderful portrayal of, of and it showed Terence Malick just basically showed exactly how to do it. What do you think about? The Ray Fiennes character in Schindler's List, then, because he's not a faceless demonic German. He's he's evil. They show him to be. Um, a See, isn't evil he a bastard. real person as well? He is a rounded character. 
but he's still a little one-sided. I don't know. I think that was... Did he win an Oscar for that? I don't... I think... Oh, he was at least up for one, I think. Probably. It's a very good performance. It is. It's It's a very good performance. And that was fair enough as well. If you you show somebody who did get encapsulated by the power, who did truly believe in everything that Hitler was propagating, Mm. that the Jews were evil, and actually did go along with that, because there were a shitload of them, obviously there were enough to make an entire nation do what they did. Yeah. Mm. But show the other side of it. You know, don't fucking... Well, I think we get a lot more of that when we discuss uh, Downfall. Mm, yeah, actually, we'll that, yeah. um, I don't feel like I've convinced either of you to. No, I think we're at a bit of a stalemate here. Mm. I just don't think it was made for me or my sisters. It's, a, it's a guy's right. film. It's a it guy's, a guy's film. Um, yeah. And putting the violins in there and tugging at my heartstrings is not going to get me involved in that film. See, I think the reason why what I those fluffy kittens in there would do. No, mm, no still <laughs> playing with a little ball it. of camouflage wool. And some knitting patterns? No. um, Not even pictures of men in shorts or something. Not not even that (laughs) is going to redeem itself and make me really engage with this film. It's not for me. I'm impressed by the fighting at the beginning and then I'm baffled by dialogue, which I can hardly hear. We had to put the subtitles... That's so our television. I don't care. Still, the dialogue for the majority of it is just instruction mm. between one person to another. Historically and accurate. In- They're the army. Uninteresting. If they didn't speak like that, it'd have been slammed for it. Uninteresting. Yeah. You can't argue that. You can't say, you can't get it at one point saying it's not historically accurate because it's not got any British troops in and then get at them for actually using army lingo. But that's all they do. That, the majority of the dialogue, I'm struggling to hear it. Then we put the subtitles. But then you, said, you, you also you said that's, that you like the business type nature of it. Because you can't hear it. I like the business type nature bits the best because they're just getting on with war. But that's what it is. That's the language they use. That's the business that they're they're in, if you know what I mean. If if they used anything other, it it would be wrong. It was that one scene where they were discussing who replaced who. That was handled really, really well. Right, okay. But um, I just find that when we turn the subtitles on and I get to read what's being said, it's just dull. It's our television is the reason you can't hear it. You can't blame the film. the fact that I can't hear it. I can read it. I read it. It's dull. It's dull. This what, film What would you have them talk like then? If you're not going to have them talk like soldiers I'd and they're soldiers... I'd have more banter. We get a bit of banter every now and again. You've very, got to remember these people have been thrown together as well. They don't necessarily know each other. Yeah, but they're formed so no, they perfectly are. to get on and have They're a, a very crazy... close crew. That's why it's so mm. upsetting when... There's, a, there's one killed. bit it where is, they're it, ripping they one guy through sexuality or something like that. You know, mm. but that's the only bit of ripping I hear. I expect to hear there's that a bit, rip after rip. There's a very good bit where there's they're going through the dog tags. Yeah, that's, that's a good scene. Yeah, they're, good scene. They're always ripping on Tom Hanks because they don't know where he is or where he came from. Yeah, yeah, and they're always the getting captain. in. You know, even the scene when Edward Burns is talking about all their mothers, you know, hell, I bet even the captain's got a mother. Well, maybe not the captain. Yeah. It's always there. There's a little there's bit. There's a lot of, of banter. There's a little bit. There's not a lot. There's, there's the, the scene while they're waiting for the tanks at the end, which they've got quite a bit going on there, haven't they, where they're talking about the mm. Bronx and stuff and Ed Burns' character um, is talking about that sort of thing. The story of uh, the Ryan brothers in the hayloft and all of that. Yeah. All completely improvised by Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Yeah. Okay. 
I can see, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I'm not too fussed with the dialogue. I think it is a bit dull and it's a bit crap and a bit cheesy in places. Yeah. Um, Spielberg, isn't it? Yeah, it's Spielberg. <laughs> cheesy. You know, just stuff like, earn this. It's like, oh, oh well, for fuck's sake. Fuck why, why didn't you draft Arnie in for that long? Yeah. <laughs> Try and imagine this situation. You're in a war doing something where you feel you're responsible for your own life. And then one day, out of the blue, these eight guys turn up, or it's not eight of them by that point, and they say, we've been sent to find you and to bring you home. You didn't ask for it, you didn't want it, you were getting on with what you were doing, and you learn that some of their close friends have been killed along the way. You're not just going to go, well, cheers for coming, guys, I think I'm going to stick around here. It must be devastating to find that out, Mm -hmm. that people who didn't give a shit about you have lost their friends and risked their lives to come and find you, Mm -hmm. and you don't want saving. Mm -hmm. You didn't, you weren't wanting saving. Mm -hmm. And that's what the crying at the end is about, is that you then have to live your life and make sure that you were worth those eight people coming out and dying for you. Bloody obvious from the fucking film from the last two and a half hours of what we've just watched so we just need to just hang on a second um, in case some people haven't quite seen it yet let me just uh, fucking hammer this onto Matt Damon's head so you can actually see the point yeah I've just shown you it's intense debt that you owe these people yeah of a complete non-essential line non-essential dialogue and not only that non-essential dialogue and then you write it cheesy and it's just that that again just irritated me that little that little line. you find it offensive don't you Mike yes I find it offensive however one could argue I can't remember where I've heard this recently but apparently when you're in a bit of a pickle yep the cheesy Mod- dialogue ah, no, 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 comes no, no, out no. the cheesy dialogue the cheesy movie dialogue now, this is from the World Trade Center yes um, and Oliver Stone has basically written the script and apparently it's been it had a, like, a little bit of criticism because some of the dialogue's very cheesy but it's all based on stuff that was actually said between the two firemen as they were trapped underneath and he said and he, the guy actually uh, Oliver Stone kept turning around to him and saying you're kidding me did you actually say this shit and he's like yeah we said this shit and really? so you know but <clears throat> in modern society I will take your point that people do descend into uh, TV lingo Back in the 1940s, I don't think it was quite like that. That's radio lingo. Mm, maybe, maybe. Yeah, you big up the sentiment, though, don't you? No. Everything else means so much more. No, only in modern society, in this, um, at the end of this uh, 21st century, uh, this beginning of the 21st century, at this time where we've been so far away from anything that constitutes a real war or anything that's actually of any devastation that we now have to sort of find drama in everything that we do. We have to find drama in all of our art and everything else. When uh, And therapists and stuff. In a time of war, therapists go out of business. Art becomes very simple mm. um, because the only thing therapists are dealing with is a little bit of shell shock, but no one's ever actually concerned about their inner issues or their inner bullshit because they're too busy trying to survive. Yeah. It's only in a time of non-war and after you know however many 40 years that we actually start to get all completely wrapped up in our own inner psychosis is because we can't ever truly be happy or for whatever reason. And all art is about the seriousness of life and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's only in that time that that sort of stuff actually happens. But in a time of war, you know, you'd just be getting on with it. Yeah, you just... You just- Survival mode kicks in. Yeah. And it's, it's business as usual, as far as can be. And you try not to think about what's going on. I agree to a certain extent, but you are going to be uh, very, very affected and very emotional, I think, in a lot of situations as well. Yeah. I just think that the 
the night of the Omaha bombing, the people who weren't thinking about what had happened that day, that night, were people who were thinking about what's going to happen tomorrow. They weren't people who were sat wishing they were at home. Mm. Home is too far away when you've just been surrounded by blown off bits. And I didn't think we were afforded that view, that real view of, oh, fuck, what happened today? And that constant replay of that video playing in your mind about what you just saw. Did you not see the bit where a couple of them just collapsed in, in tears at the end of the battle? Yeah, they were the real ones. Yeah. They were the real ones. Oh, well. Mm. Well, I feel... One, I feel talked lost. out now. Well, yeah, we've lost. You haven't, you haven't lost. lost. No, I, I think, think it's a stalemate. It's a stalemate. Yeah. Do you know what the best thing to do with this one is? Is what? I think people should watch this film. And then join our forums and tell us what they think. I think so too. I think yeah. you can even put a poll on this one as well. I think yeah. I will put a poll on this one. I'd like to say as well, I did refer to the Thin Red Line earlier, but um, if anyone who was browsing the internet back in 1998, um, you will know that the Saving Private Ryan versus Thin Red, argu- Thin Red Line argument has been done to death over the last eight years. So we don't want to hear <coughs> any of that, whether the Thin Red Line is better or the Saving Private Ryan is better. They're completely They're different, different films. films. Aren't they? So I don't want to hear any of that bullshit on the forum. No. Um, that's all I'll say. But still come and visit us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway, let's do the little housekeeping bit yes. we did at the end. Thank you to everybody who's voted for us on Podcast Alley. We've, We've shot up two places, I believe. Yep. Uh, we may be even higher by this time. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. It takes um, one minute if you can get on and vote for us on Podcast Alley. Um, that'd be absolutely fantastic. There's a link to that page on our website, which is www.simplysyndicated.com slash movies you should see. There's also a link on our MySpace page, which is www.myspace.com forward slash movies you should see. There is. And obviously all of our individual programs, programs, profiles are on there as well. So add us, befriend us, send us messages. Yeah. 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 All Let's sorts of things you. like that. Um, now, also, if you go to our webpage... There is now a little button on the right that says A Store. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what that is, that's it's sort of, well, it's Amazon, really. Uh, a little Amazon interface through our website. And we'll be putting up on there the DVDs and anything really surrounding the film we've just talked about, maybe soundtracks and that sort of thing mm-hmm. on there. So if you want to get any of these things, you can get them through there. Just without searching so too if, much. if Mike and I have managed to persuade you to buy Saving Private Ryan tonight, <laughs> you can do it via a store. It's well worth watching. Tell it you is, it's it worth, is well worth watching. If yeah. for no other reason than on the disc, there is a documentary about Steven Spielberg's filmmaking where you see the first films he made when he was like 12 years old with his dad's eight millimeter camera. And they're fucking amazing. <laughs> Better than Tristan is. <laughs> <laughs> You're only saying that because he's not here. Of course, yes. He was Tristan here. couldn't join us Tristan today. Tristan couldn't be with us today. Uh, he's, he's not said, dead. No, he's not dead. Uh, don't, know where, don't know what he's doing. Don't know what he's doing. He's but. fighting a war, I think. Is he? Yeah. He's crying about it at In night. Europe. I, I, he called me before. He says he didn't see any Europeans there. Did he not? That's no. amazing. Amazing. Yeah. He is European. I'm sat in Europe. It's and funny I can see when three we Europeans went to Europe, right what we saw yeah. were British people and Americans. It was weird. Mm. It's weird. Mm. It really is like that. (laughs) (laughs) Have we got anything else to talk about? Join the forums. That would be smashing. Quite a few people have recently. Uh, Who have we got? El Guapo. Nice to see you on there, guy. He has a plethora of birthday gifts. Yeah. Sorry. No (laughs) clicking tonight, dude. Um, Clicking. Who's the guy? Can't remember the buddy name. Oh, yeah. Who took ages to get onto the forum, but he's finally on there now. 
It's Samwise. That's the one. Stegosaurus by. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, good to have you on there. I should say I did go through the forum and sort of delete a lot of people who signed up and not posted, as well as deleting a lot of spam. So if you're not posted at all or for ages, then I might have deleted you. But just sign up. And actually, yeah, because I keep hearing like through you on through MySpace that people haven't been able to get on. Yeah. Yeah. But if you just emailed me at movies, you should see it simply syndicated. I'm not purposefully not letting anyone on. It's just we get so many spam accounts. We're getting about eight to nine spam accounts a day now. Yeah. It's getting silly. So I don't know what I can do about that. I'll look into it. But I'm not I'm not purposefully banning real people. So get on there. Anything else? I think that's it, really. If we haven't mentioned your name and you've been on the forums recently or you've just joined us, big welcome. Hello. And if you haven't, come join us. Come join us. It's good fun. It is. Um, Video. Okay, let's leave it there. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.